You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to day 223. We are beginning the book of Ecclesiastes. I'll be giving a more detailed introduction in just a moment. Now, in the last episode, we did read 2 Chronicles chapter 1, and now we're jumping over to Ecclesiastes, and then we'll return to 2 Chronicles in a few days. But by reading it in this manner, we can get the context of what Solomon is doing and thinking at the time. Stay with us, and I'll explain that in more detail. And we are also continuing in the book of 1 Corinthians. Paul addresses directly some of the questions that have been sent to him from the church in Corinth. And in there, Paul tackles some controversial issues on marriage or being single, divorce, or what if somebody marries an unbeliever? Now, some of these statements are directly from the Lord, and some of them are opinions from Paul himself. Either way, there is certainly something for everyone in chapter 7. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Ecclesiastes, an introduction. Ecclesiastes is one of the Bible's wisdom books, like Job and Proverbs. But it is different from the others. Job talks about why bad things happen to good people. Proverbs gives wise advice as from a parent to a child. But Ecclesiastes is more personal. The main speaker is not concerned much with other people. Ecclesiastes asks, what is the meaning of my life? And the answer is surprising. In Hebrew, Ecclesiastes is called Koholeth, the kind of nickname for the main speaker in this book. It means something like the teacher. This was a person who gathered the people of Israel together and taught them wisdom. In the first part of the book, the teacher sounds like King Solomon. The teacher taught the people of Israel that life does not make sense. In fact, He says life is meaningless. After all, everyone dies, both good people and bad people. Many times good people fail and bad people succeed. Bad people often go unpunished. They can cheat and gain more from their dishonesty. Then they die, just like a good person who never cheated anyone. The teacher says that this does not make any sense. Also, Being successful and having everything you want is meaningless, says the teacher. You can work hard and become successful. You could even create something lasting, like a business that outlives you. But when you die, you will leave all this behind. Someone else will take over what you created and change it or ruin it. So trying hard to be successful is also a waste of time, says the teacher. If bad people can be as successful as good people, does it make sense to try to do what is right? Some people think it is foolish. They think that they should just do all the selfish things they want to do. 
But this is also senseless, says the teacher. If you always want more, you will never have enough. You will never be satisfied with anything you have if you live only for yourself. So living selfishly is also meaningless. So what is the meaning of life? The book of Ecclesiastes tells us that all life has value. But the world we live in does not make sense. So we don't see how our lives have any meaning. The book ends by saying that the best we can do is this. To fear and respect God the one who will judge every person. This answer is troubling to most of us, but it does not come from someone who is depressed and hates life. It comes from one who has learned the secret of true wisdom, that all we really have in this life is our relationship with God and the gifts God provides for us. So, the teacher says, enjoy these gifts before you die. Eat and drink well and be happy with the work God has given you to do. The book of Ecclesiastes talks about the teacher's own life, and then life in general, and then life without meaning, and finally, fearing God. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 These are the words from the teacher, son of David and king in Jerusalem. Everything is so meaningless. The teacher says that it is all a waste of time. Do people really gain anything from all the hard work they do in this life? People die, and others are born to take their place, and the earth continues the same as always. The sun rises and the sun goes down, and then it hurries to rise again in the same place. The wind blows to the south, and the wind blows to the north. The swirling wind blows around and around and returns to the place it began. Every river flows into the sea, but the sea never becomes full. The water returns to where the rivers began, and from there they flow again to the sea. Words cannot fully explain things, but people continue speaking. Words come again and again to our ears, but our ears don't become full, and our eyes don't become full of what we see. All things continue the way they have been since the beginning. Everything that has been done will be done again. There is nothing new in this life. Is there anything that you could say is new? It has already been done. It was done long ago. No one remembers those who lived in the past, and the people who live in the future will not remember those who lived before them. I am the teacher of wisdom. I was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I decided to study and to use my wisdom to learn about everything that is done here on earth. I learned that what God has given us humans to do is a miserable task. I looked at every single thing done in this life, and I must say that it is all useless. A waste of time. It's like trying to catch the wind. It's like trying to make something straight that is forever crooked. It's like looking for something that isn't there. I thought, I have become wiser than all the kings who ruled Jerusalem before me. I have gained much wisdom and knowledge. 
I was determined to learn everything about wisdom and about foolish thinking and behavior. But I saw that also as like trying to catch the wind. With much wisdom comes frustration. And when you gain more knowledge, you have more pain. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Does having fun bring happiness? I said to myself, I should have fun. I should enjoy everything as much as I can. But I learned that this is also useless. It is foolish to laugh all the time. Having fun does not do any good. So I decided to fill my body with wine while I filled my mind with wisdom. I tried this foolishness because I wanted to find a way to be happy. I wanted to see what was good for people to do during their few days of life. Then I began doing great things. I built houses and I planted vineyards for myself. I planted gardens and I made parks. I planted all kinds of fruit trees. I made pools of water for myself and I used them to water my growing trees. I bought men and women slaves and there were slaves born in my house. I owned many great things. I had herds of cattle and flocks of sheep. I owned more things than any other person in Jerusalem did. I also gathered silver and gold for myself. I took treasures from kings and their nations. I had men and women singing for me. I had everything any man could want. I became very rich and famous. I was greater than anyone who lived in Jerusalem before me. My wisdom was always there to help me. Anything my eyes saw and wanted, I got for myself. My mind was pleased with everything I did. And this happiness was the reward for all my hard work. But then I looked at everything I had done and the wealth I had gained. I decided it was all useless. It was like trying to catch the wind. There was nothing to gain from anything we do in this life. Then I decided to think about what it means to be wise or to be foolish or to do crazy things. And I thought about the one who will be the next king. The new king will do the same as the kings before him. I saw that wisdom is better than foolishness in the same way that light is better than darkness. Wise people use their minds like eyes to see where they are going. But for fools, it is as if they are walking in the dark. I also saw that fools and wise people both end the same way. I thought to myself, The same thing that happens to a fool will also happen to me. So why have I tried so hard to become wise? I said to myself, Being wise is also meaningless. Whether people are wise or foolish, they will still die, and no one will remember either one of them forever. In the future, people will forget everything both of them did, so the two are really the same. This made me hate life. It was depressing to think that everything in this life is useless, like trying to catch the wind. I began to hate all the hard work I had done in this life because I must leave to someone else all that I have worked for. 
and I don't know if they will be wise or foolish, but they will control everything I earned in this life with all my hard work and wisdom. This doesn't make sense. So I began to feel sad about all the work I had done. People can work hard using all their wisdom and knowledge and skill, but then they die and leave everything they earn to someone who has not worked for it. This is not fair. It is senseless. What do people really have after all their work and struggling in this life? Throughout their life, they have pain, frustrations, and hard work. Even at night, a person's mind does not rest. This is also senseless. There is no one who has tried to enjoy more life than I have. And this is what I learned. The best thing people can do is eat, drink, and enjoy the work they must do. I also saw that this comes from God. If people do good and please God, he will give them wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But those who sin will get only the work of gathering and carrying things. God takes from the bad person and gives to the good person. But all this work is useless. It's like trying to catch the wind. There is a right time for everything, and everything on earth will happen at the right time. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to pull up plants. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. There is a time to destroy and a time to build. There is a time to cry and a time to laugh. There is a time to be sad and a time to dance with joy. There is a time to throw weapons down and a time to pick them up. There's a time to hug someone and a time to stop holding so tightly. There's a time to look for something and a time to consider it lost. There's a time to keep things and a time to throw things away. There's a time to tear cloth and a time to sew it. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate. There's a time for war and a time for peace. I saw all the work God gave us to do. God gave us the ability to think about this world. We can never completely understand everything he does, and yet he does everything at just the right time. I learned that the best thing for people to do is to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. God wants everyone to eat, drink, and enjoy their work. These are the gifts from God. I learned that anything God does will continue forever. People cannot add anything to the work of God, and they cannot take anything away from it. God did this so that people would respect Him. What happens now? also happened in the past. What happens in the future has also happened before. God makes things happen again and again. In this life on earth, I also saw these things. I saw that the courts should be filled with goodness and fairness, but there is evil there now. So I said to myself, God has planned a time for everything, and he has planned a time to judge everything people do. 
He will judge good people and bad people. I thought about what people do to each other, and I said to myself, God wants people to see that they are like animals. The same thing happens to animals and to people. They don't. People and animals have the same breath. Is a dead animal different from a dead person? It is also senseless. The bodies of people and animals in the same way. They came from the earth, and in the end, they will go back to the earth. Who knows what happens to a person's spirit? Who knows if a human spirit goes up to God while an animal spirit goes down into the ground? So, I saw that the best thing people can do is to enjoy what they do because that is all they have. Besides, no one can help another person see what will happen in the future. First Corinthians chapter 7 verses 1 through 16. Now, I will discuss the things you wrote to me about. Some of you say that it is better for a man not to have any sex at all. But sexual sin is a danger, so each man should enjoy his own wife, and each woman should enjoy her own husband. The husband should satisfy his wife's needs, and the wife should satisfy her husband's needs. The wife does not have power over her own body. Her husband has the power over her body. And the husband does not have power over his own body. His wife has the power over his body. Don't refuse to give your bodies to each other. But you might both agree to stay away from sex for a while so that you can give your time to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not be able to tempt you when you have lost control over your desires. I say this only to give you permission to be separated for a time. It is not a rule. I wish everyone could be like me, but God has given each person a different ability. He makes some able to live one way, others to live a different way. Now for those who are not married and for the widows, I say this. It is good for you to stay single like me. But if you cannot control your body, then you should marry. It is better to marry than to burn with sexual desire. Now, I have a command for those who are married. Actually, it is not for me. It is what the Lord commanded. A wife should not leave her husband. But if a wife does leave, she should remain single or get back together with her husband. And a husband should not divorce his wife. The advice I have for the others is from me. The Lord did not give us any teaching about this. If you have a wife who is not a believer, you should not divorce her if she is willing to continue living with you. And if you have a husband who is not a believer, you should not divorce him if he is willing to continue living with you. The husband who is not a believer has been brought near to God through his believing wife. And the wife who is not a believer has been brought near to God through her believing husband. If it were not for you, believers, your children would be kept away from God, but now they are near and dear to Him. But if the husband or wife who is not a believer decides to leave, let them leave. 
When this happens, the believing husband or wife is free. God chose you to have a life of peace. Wives, maybe you will save your husband. And husbands, maybe you will save your wife. You don't know what might happen later. Psalm chapter 94, verses 12 to 23. Lord, great blessings belong to those you correct, to those you teach from your law. You help them stay calm when trouble comes. You will help them until the wicked are put in their graves. The Lord will not leave his people. He will not leave them without help. Justice will return and bring fairness. And those who want to do right will be there to see it. No one helped me fight against the wicked. No one stood with me against those who do evil. And if the Lord had not helped me, I would soon have been silenced by death. I knew I was about to fall. But Lord, your faithful love supported me. I was worried and upset. You comforted me and made me happy. You don't help crooked judges. They use the law to make life hard for the people. They attack those who do what is right. They accuse innocent people and put them to death. The Lord is my place of safety, high on the mountain. God, my rock is my safe place. He will punish those evil judges for the bad things they did. He will destroy them because they sinned. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. Thank you, everyone. That was day 223. Join us for day 224. We'll continue in this book of wisdom in Ecclesiastes. And in chapter 4, Solomon tackles some questions such as, is it better to be dead? And why work so hard? And he further reflects on subjects such as friends and family who give strength, people, politics, popularity. He tells us to be careful about making promises, his comments on the poor and the rich, and how wealth does not bring happiness. And in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul explains that people should live as God has called them. And he makes an interesting statement that if you're a slave, and if you can be free, then do it. But if you're already free, well, now you are the slave of Christ. And he answers some thought-provoking questions on being single versus being married. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.